Good morning. Well, it's not your traveling pastor who has been bringing you messages from all sorts of locations. His car, his dad's study, breaking into his brother's house. Uh, it's me this morning and I haven't broken in anywhere. I'm sitting on my couch in my lounge and uh, it's good to be together even though it is online. Um, I'm going to be speaking about that uh, today. But I know for many of us, uh, we have been experiencing a weariness when it comes to COVID. A lot of us are tired, we are worn out, we are exhausted, and we are just over it. And I know that this pandemic has hit a lot closer to home for some of us. I know some of you have personally contracted COVID. Uh, you have had loved ones who have tested positive. Uh, some people have even lost loved ones uh, due to COVID. So I don't think any of us can deny the reality of it. And I don't think any of us can deny the impact of it. You know, some people have even said to me, Michelle, I don't know who I am anymore. I, I'm, I'm wondering, what is my life about? What, what is my, my purpose? I'm not even really sure what I should be doing with my life. And I get that. I think crises like this really disorientate us and they cause us to rethink things and remember things that we may have forgotten about. Um, and for me, uh, lately, I've just been on this journey of remembering church. I've been thinking, what, what is church? What, what should it be? And, uh, and so I, I thought maybe I could invite you on this journey of remembering church with me. And one of the, the first places that I went as I was on this journey is to the, the birth of the early church and the roots of the early church, which we read about in the book of Acts. And I wanted to see what, what was in the DNA of the early church, what, what main themes stood out. And friends, I, I really recommend that you read the book of Acts. It is, it is a very exciting book. It is like an adventure. It's fast paced um, and, it's, and it's very encouraging because we see in the book of Acts what God did in the early church and what he intends to continue doing or wants to do in his church. So, so I have been very encouraged on this journey of, of remembering church and I'm really hoping that you're going to be encouraged too. And one of the things that is very noticeable in Acts is this practice of Christians gathering together. Um, in other words, being together physically, uh, you know, in the same place. And sometimes it's a small group, uh, sometimes the church is bigger, but as Christians, they are gathered together, they are being taught together, eating together, fasting together, praying together, singing together. Uh, and we've said this before, church is, is not a building, church is, is people, and that we are not only the church when we gather, but that as the church, we do gather. That is, is in the DNA of the church, this, this gathering. 
uh, if we have a look at uh, Acts 2 verses 42 to 47, if you are reading from the NRV, you will see that the heading says the fellowship of the believers. And, you know, we use this word fellowship. Uh, it's sort of Christianese, but what does it really mean? And the word fellowship means contact. It means intimacy, closeness, togetherness. And I love this. It means a bond that unites. Fellowship means a bond that unites. And so we read uh, from verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to closeness, intimacy, contact, togetherness, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And this is a, a beautiful picture of the early days of the early church. Friends, the church is God's idea. In, in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, I will build my church. I will build my church. And so I've been thinking about church and, and, and the church. And I wanted to share this morning just two, two of the main things that have stood out for me as I've, as I've been thinking about this. And the first thing that has stood out to me is, is that if it is Jesus' church, and, and it is his church, it exists to worship him. It exists to worship him. And when we think of worship, many of us think of, uh, of singing, of praise and worship. And that is a very important aspect of worship. But worship is actually so much more. God is worshipped when we read his word. He is worshipped when we preach his word. He's worshipped when we pray his word and when we sing his word. And he is also worshipped when we live out his word, uh, individually or personally, but also corporately or together, like the believers were doing uh, in the book of Acts. So that's the first thing. The church exists to worship Christ. And the second thing that I wanted to highlight is that as Jesus' church, it exists for his purposes. And I wanted to focus on just two purposes uh, of his church this morning. And the first is to encourage one another to keep following Jesus faithfully. The church exists to encourage one another to keep following Jesus faithfully. Uh, we read in Hebrews 10 uh, verses 24 and 25, and I'm reading from the NLT, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, 
but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Sorry, that's from the NRV, not the NLT. But as the church, we have to help one another to stay faithful to Jesus. And if you think of it, that is, that is discipleship. That is what discipleship is about. So the church should be a place where we care for one another, but where we are also cared for, where we love one another, but we are also loved, where we forgive one another, but we are also forgiven, where we correct one another, which we don't mind, but where we are also corrected, which many of us don't like so much. Um, the church should be a place where we encourage one another, but where we are also encouraged. And that is what it means to be a church that is helping one another to faithfully follow Jesus. And think about it, all of those things that I've just mentioned happen in relationship. Care, love, forgiveness, correction, encouragement all happen in relationship. And sure, you can get hurt in relationship with Christians. And many of us have been hurt in relationship with Christians. But you can also experience incredible healing in relationship with Christians. And I know that I have experienced healing in relationship with Christians. And I've been, I've been remembering, uh, you know, when we were gathered in the hall um, together and, and we sang the same songs together and we read the same scriptures together and we heard the same sermon being preached together and we shared in communion together and we watched people go through the waters of baptism together and we heard we sat together and heard testimonies of people who had overcome addictions uh, and sin um, you know by the power of the of the holy spirit and and we overflowed with affection for one another. We were experiencing that bond of unity, of being unified with one another. We were helping one another to keep following Jesus faithfully. And, and yes, church is messy, but it is also so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Friends, if, if we stop gathering with fellow believers in, in some way, we are like a, a coal that was in a, a hot fire, burning coal that is taken out. And slowly over time, that coal just grows cold. And as Christians, we are not meant to be solitary beings. We need one another. Uh, to help one another, to keep following Jesus. You are a gift to the church and the church is a gift to you. Uh, Romans 12 verses four and five says, for just as each of us has a body, a physical body with many members or many parts, arms and legs, and these members or parts do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. So it's saying that we, we belong to one another. We belong to one another and persecuted believers know the value of being together and the importance of being together. And, and they willingly take great risks 
just to be able to gather together in underground churches. And so that's the, the first purpose that I wanted to highlight is that we have to encourage or help one another to keep following Jesus faithfully. And then the second purpose that I wanted to highlight is this, this aspect of telling others about him, telling others about Jesus. And uh, so the first one was more discipleship focus. This one has more an evangelism focus. And, and a lot of us, when we think evangelism, we immediately think Billy Graham, you know, evangelizing or preaching to, to thousands of people. And, and, you know, we think, oh, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. But uh, that is just one way that we can evangelize. Uh, if we read from Acts 1 verse 8, this didn't just apply to the early church. It, it is still applicable to us today. And it says, but you will receive, Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We are called to be witnesses for Jesus to an unbelieving world wherever we are. If you think about your story of how you came to Christ. Um, my story is, is that I was invited by my sister to go on a young adult camp. And that is where Jesus was kind enough to reveal himself to me. And I, and I am eternally grateful to him for his kindness in revealing himself to me. But I was, I was among believers and I was experiencing Christ in them. But I also experienced Christ for myself with them. And all it took, and it was so powerful, and all it took was one invitation. It was just an invitation. And, and I know how hard it is in these times with, with COVID restrictions in place, but I think we can still trust God for opportunities to build relationships with people where we can have the opportunity to, to share Christ with them, um, for them to be able to experience Christ in us. And sometimes it is just being kind to people. One of my favorite scriptures is from Romans, uh, Romans 2 verse 4. And I'm reading from the NLT this time. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? The kindness of God is, is so powerful and people can experience his kindness through us. You know, maybe we have to look for opportunities to open up the circle of people that we interact with. Maybe we have to, you know, start a new activity or, or a new hobby or something, something like that. Um, you know, it might just be getting to know your neighbors. Uh, and I'm not very good at this. Daryl is much better at this and he has taught me over the years how to be better at this. You know, he'd say to me, babes, just be friendly, you know, smile and wave, start there. Um, so, you know, it's very embarrassing because the other day I had to find out from our neighbor next door that that our neighbor across the road actually worked, worked with me 16 years ago. Um, I didn't recognize him. So, uh, now I wave at him when I see him, um, but sometimes we just have to smile and wave, 
start with smiling and waving. Um, so what if we what if we ask God to help us to use our gifts to reach other people? Um, you know, there, there are opportunities despite the challenges that we're facing. And I know we're dealing with a lot. And many of us feel like we actually don't have much capacity at the moment. But I really do think that, that many people's hearts are a lot more receptive now than what they were. And all they are looking for is that little glimmer of hope in, in, in what is a hopeless, what looks like a hopeless situation. And we carry that hope within us. And that hope has a name and his name is Jesus. So maybe you're thinking, great, uh, so you've reminded us this morning of the importance of gathering together as a church, um, but that gathering at the moment is, is very difficult in these times. And yes, it is very difficult, but it's not impossible. And, and as a church, as Freedom Church, we are trying to be responsible citizens uh, to help our government to curb the spread uh, of this virus, but we are also trying to be obedient followers of Christ and not neglect uh, the meeting together. But it's it's about the the how, and it's about the when, and it's about the where. And and technology is incredible, and we are very grateful for technology, and we are very grateful for people who know how technology works and how we can use it. But, but I think technology can never um, substitute. It can only supplement. Technology is not a substitute for church. So for now, uh, Freedom Church is a church online, but we do not want to become an online church. There, there is a difference. So please know that as a team, we are... We are praying about this, we are thinking about this, we are talking about this, we are trusting God in these, in these areas um, and we really want him to give us discernments and to lead us and to guide us. So, so please pray with us uh, about the days that lie ahead and, and our gathering together. Um, I really want to pray that that this time that we have had away from one another, which is very different to what we were experiencing the way it used to be, that this will this time will leave us with that, with such a, a thirst and a longing for church family, and that this time away from one another will will give us such a, a hunger for that, that life-giving spiritual fuel that we experience when we are together with one another, when we are gathered, when we are in community with fellow believers. And you know, the Church of Jesus Christ uh, over 2,000 years has been incredibly resilient. Believers have faced and continue to face enormous challenges and yet the church still exists and the church is being built and the church is growing and and there are still many many faithful believers who are are, are seeking to to gather to worship God and to build one another up in other words to help one another to keep following Jesus faithfully and they are committed to telling others about him and, and Jesus has been building his church 
uh, Jesus is building his church and Jesus will continue to build his church in his name for his glory and for his purposes. And so don't lose faith in the church. Um, don't lose sight of the importance of the church. And uh, yeah, I really do pray that it, it won't be long and we will be able to gather. We will be able to uh, be in one another's presence again, where we can encourage one another and uh, draw encouragement from one another. And so we are really trusting uh, for that in, in the days that lie ahead. We miss you. We love you and uh, have a blessed week. <laughs>